Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. And we're also located in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across the street from my favorite store, Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details, as well as future seminars and events that we're hosting. Today, I'd like to welcome Jim Larson to our show, and he works with Health Markets, which is a company that focuses on Medicare. And I'd like to have a good conversation on some of the details on Medicare, who's eligible, how do you sign up, and what are the things that you should be thinking of as you encounter that decision in your own personal life. And, you know, I have to share for my family members, my friends, as well as my clients, um, when they start entering the whole retirement conversation, and as they near age 65, um, what they found is they were being inundated with a ton of mailings from various corporations trying to educate them on Medicare. And I like to have seminars and conversations just like we're going to have today on the topic because there's a lot that comes to mind when you have to make this decision and it gets confusing and there's so many changes that are taking place in their personal life as they enter this new phase that it does become overwhelming. So with that, I'd like to welcome Jim Larson to the show. Hey, Jim, thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. And today we're going to talk about some of the basics, and then we're going to get into some um, complicated scenarios that I've uh, experienced with clients, as I'm sure you have. So I'd like to kind of step back and talk about Medicare and um, what is it. And, you know, oftentimes we hear there's Medicare Part A, Part B, there's Part C, it often becomes uh, alphabet soup, right? There's so many different letters. So today my goal is to really have a conversation to kind of take that down to a level that we can all have many takeaways and acquire some additional knowledge on the topic. So I'm going to start off with um, Medicare Parts A and Part B. And when you think about that, how does, who's eligible for that? And does it cost any money? Yeah, that's a great, great question and a great place to start. Thank you again for having me, Gene. And, and b- before I get into that, I couldn't, I just got to take a second. I, I couldn't agree more. Every one of the insurance companies, everybody wants to wish you a happy birthday when you're turning 65. So they inundate people with all of this information because they're well aware. This is a very confusing transition for a lot of folks. And unfortunately, getting 15 different product brochures in your mailbox, albeit, you know, well intent, it can lead to be very, very overwhelming. And the alphabet soup is just the start of it. Uh, The difference between A and B and should I have, you know, where do I get D? 
what does C really work? And what about my friend over here is talking about plan F and G, what the heck is going on there? So there's, there's a lot of variables and that's, that's where just, just like you mentioned, I like to do seminars. I like to have conversations and just work with folks one at a time to make sure that they're confident with what Medicare really does and how it works. And then we start moving into the private sector pieces of Medicare to start to fill in some of those blanks that's left behind by Uncle Sam's standard issue stuff. Jim, I'm glad that you brought up how you work with uh, individuals and couples when they need to make this decision. And when I think of a company health markets, share with me, if I were to work with you or send a family or relative, how do they pay you or how does that work? That's a, that's a great question. And uh, Health Markets Insurance Agency is a national distribution platform. And what that means is I'm a broker under health markets and I've got access to lots and lots and lots of different products as a self-employed insurance broker. That means I get paid commission only. I don't have any fees. I don't have any uh, rates as far as what my services cost. Uh, the health markets agents are paid only on a commission basis directly from the insurance company. So cool part about health markets is we have access to over 200 different insurance companies across the nation. So we're not just representing a product or a carrier as much as we're representing the entire market. And to be honest, we're representing our clients as they're entering that market. By talking with a client, and to, to answer your question a little bit better in detail, how I personally work with clients, we can either meet with people face-to-face, -face. we still do that this day and age, which is wonderful. We can still meet with people face-to-face -face and shake hands and have eye contact, which is, uh, which is wonderful and harder to come by nowadays, but we also have the ability to work remotely. So if some folks don't necessarily want to come out to an office, or if they don't want us coming right to their dining room table, uh, we can obviously meet remote, we can meet in, in between, or we can meet online with a platform like Zoom or join.me or any of these types of screen sharing platforms in order to have a very transparent conversation with the individual that needs to figure out what to do next in their insurance. So it sounds like whether I, <clears throat> excuse me, make my decision online or I come to you for this great knowledge and resource, I'm going to pay the same price. So whether I um, work with you or somebody else or just do it online, it's all the same price. That's, ex that's exactly right. There is no cost for having someone like me involved. Uh, it is simply pay. I am paid directly from the insurance company. So you'll see all these commercials on TV from all these uh, football players or old sitcom stars, and they talk about these $0 plans and these, these plans that actually pay you money to have them. We have access to exactly those plans, and they're not priced any differently because you're working with a licensed agent. All right. Well, let's jump into Medicare. And when I think of it, there's part A and part B. And from what I gather, Part A really covers hospital stays, and Part B covers doctor and outpatient visits. Um, the cost for Part A and Part B, and it's the original Medicare, 
How does somebody pay for that? And how do you enroll? Is it something that happens automatically or do I have to sign up for part A and part B? Great, great question. Thank you for bringing that up because that starts almost every one of my conversations and interactions with, uh, with my clients. Part A and part B, they, they seem to feel automatic, but they're not. Uh, reaching out to the Social Security office is very, very important to make sure that you're in control of the benefits as they're being activated. Part A, you're right, that is focused on hospitalizations. It also covers skilled nursing, home health care, and hospice care. So very important to make sure that Part A is activated. And typically, Part A is automatically activated when you turn 65. If you've been paying taxes, if you've been a United States citizen for a considerable amount of time, Part A just kind of happens automatically. And there is no monthly cost, no monthly premium associated with it because it is paid for directly out of your taxes for all of your life. So part A, I like to think of that as automatic, but it's not if you're not taking social security, if you're still covered by your group insurance, if you're gonna keep working past 65, part A can just be delayed. Uh, so I do encourage people to reach out directly to the social security office, either by phone on ssa.gov, or by knocking on the door and walking right in because they are open. Uh, but to go into Social Security and talk to them and say, listen, I'm turning 65. I just want to make sure my Medicare is ready to go for that month I become 65. That's when you make sure you've got Part A. And that's when they'll ask you if you want to enroll in Part B. And Part B has a monthly cost of about $170.10 a month. Now, Sometimes it's a little higher if your income is higher than the average bear. Sometimes it's a little lower if your income is lower than the average bear. But Part A and Part B, that's original Medicare from Uncle Sam. And it typically has a monthly cost of $170.10. And that's just the start. And that premium would be deducted from their Social Security paycheck, correct? Or their Social Security check, correct? Very, very frequently, it's deducted automatically from their Social Security, but there's a lot of folks that would prefer to pay it separately, or there's a lot of folks at 65 that are not taking distribution from Social Security. So they can also set that up to draft your checking account or to have you simply sending in a check to pay for Part B as in boy. Perfect. We're going to take a little break because when we come back, we're going to talk about how Medicare may not cover all expenses that you have. So let's go through that and talk about some supplemental programs. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today, we are lucky to have Jim Larson on the show with us, and he's a representative from Health Markets, and we're learning all about Medicare. And um, during our first segment, we learned about Part A and Part B. And now I'd like to get into um, making some additional decisions because we know Part A and Part B won't cover all of our medical expenses. Um, and we've got some additional options. So when you're working with clients, um, 
at this point, they need to decide how they're going to cover some of their medical expenses. And they've got some choices. So take us through that conversation that you have with your clients. Sure, sure. Um, part, part A, again, covers inpatient hospitalization, skilled nursing facilities, home health care, and hospice care. Part B, as in boy, that's typically referred to as outpatient coverage. So part B, that's where you're going to get coverage for doctor's office visits, your preventive and wellness, you know, exams and screenings and you need routine immunizations, things like that. Diagnostic visits, just trying to see what ails you. That's part B coverage. It also covers durable medical equipment. If you need furniture, if you need that hospital bed, or if you need um, uh, some type of aiding device, a walker or things along those lines. But what that's, that's considered original Medicare. And where original Medicare falls short is it does not cover prescription drugs. And we all need coverage for prescription drugs, unfortunately. Whether we take drugs or not, we're required to have prescription drug coverage. So that's a very important piece to make sure you have appropriate prescription drug coverage. It's a requirement. So I'm going to jump in here just for a moment. When you say requirement, that's interesting because if you choose not to sign up for Part D, which is the prescription drug coverage, and you delay that, meaning I don't take any drugs and I think I don't need it, why would I sign up? And then suddenly I realize at age 68 or 69 that I need drug coverage. What happens? Well, they they allow you to get drug coverage. But the, uh, you know, I like to refer to they as Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam can look at the reports and the records and understand that you turned 65, you were on Medicare, and it will show that you have not had what's considered a qualified or an approved, an approved level of drug coverage until just in this conversation, let's say at the age of 69. So Uncle Sam will see that and process it and say, well, Miss Jane Doe, you, you've gone four years without having qualified prescription drug coverage, so you will be penalized. A, a financial penalty will be added to your monthly premium of your drug cost, and that will be added to the drug plan's cost for the remaining balance of your life. So that is a penalty that it doesn't accumulate super fast where just by being 69, it's not like you're going to be spending an extra $40 a month in penalties. Uh, But the longer you go without drug coverage, the longer that penalty has an opportunity to stack on top of itself and multiply. So I have had a client that came back at, I think he was about 78 years old. And it was the first time ever that he had understood that he needed drug coverage. Uh, He didn't really need drug coverage until then. And he was very surprised and disappointed to say the least when we found out that the, you know, the quote unquote $20 drug plan ended up being considerably more expensive and there was nothing we could do to challenge that increase. So again, part D is required. There's a lot of ways to satisfy that requirement without having a massive financial output. If you are just fundamentally objecting to prescription drugs, 
Uncle Sam still needs to check the box that you have appropriate coverage. So all the more reason to make sure you are working with a licensed agent and you're not just trying to figure it out by going online and using medicare.gov or whatever the, whatever the case may be where you can find your answers. Right, and there are, when you say there's other programs, I know there's some income threshold programs for individuals of all different income levels um, where they're able to get coverage at a price they can afford. Um, but let's take a step back. So we have original Medicare, which covers hospital um, stays and some outpatient doctor visits. But most people need a supplement program because we know Medicare doesn't cover all the expenses. In fact, it's often referred to as an 80% plan, meaning it will often, and I say often, not always, cover 80% of somebody's medical expenses. But we know expenses can be substantial. How do we get coverage for that 20% that it doesn't cover? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And that's where health markets comes in. That's where working with an agent in the private sector comes in because you're right. Original Medicare, all on its own, has its own deductibles. It has its own co-pays. Every time you go into the hospital, Original Medicare will hold you responsible for its deductible per occurrence. And then you've got essentially 80% coverage. And as, as we all know, probably too, too painfully clear, 80% of the hospital bill is a large number. 20% of the hospital bill is still a large number. So how do we protect ourselves from that 20% exposure? The answer is one of two strategies. One strategy is a Medigap or a Medicare supplement plan. The other strategy is a Medicare Advantage plan. And they're very different. And there isn't one that is the right answer or the wrong answer, it just comes down to your personal health history, your lifestyle and your budget, which, which one of those strategies is gonna be more appropriate. And there's obviously multiple companies working in both of those spaces, but a Medicare supplement plan is different than a Medicare Advantage plan. And you can't have both of them, but it's strongly recommended to have something there so you're not on the hook for 20% of your medical costs. All right, so I'm gonna talk about the supplemental plan first. And that's where you go out and seek somebody like yourself to determine what company would provide the best supplemental, meaning to cover that 20% that Medicare doesn't cover for me specifically. So you can look at my health history, meaning um, what prescriptions I may be on or what challenges I have um, for my health and determine what insurance provider would be the best for me. And I know just due to different rules, you can't specifically ask me what prescriptions I'm on, but I can share general um, concepts and you can kind of guide or direct me to the appropriate provider, correct? That's, that's exactly right. When you're turning 65 and you're entering into that Medicare space, there can be no questions about health, pre-existing conditions, prescriptions or medical needs. Um, that's uh, simply against the rules. So every policy is going to offer guaranteed acceptance. It's just a matter of understanding the differences in the policies. And that's where um, somebody like you has some knowledge on the differences in the policies 
And then I'm making more of an informed decision on what company would fit me better, which is great. Um, we have a couple minutes left in this segment, but I want to talk about Medicare Advantage Part C, which that reminds me of the old HMO policies that we used to have years ago. It, it sounds like the premiums are lower with a Medicare Advantage plan, but it's a little bit open-ended if I have some expenses. Can you clarify that a little bit? That's a big part of the conversation every time is making sure that my clients, making sure that my friends, making sure that my family understands the difference between a Medicare supplement and a Medicare Advantage plan. And, the, and again, there's no right or wrong answer on which one is better. But just to, to, to quickly kind of summarize that, on a Medicare supplement plan, there is a very small amount of medical bills that you will be exposed to. And there's typically a slightly higher monthly premium in comparison to a Medicare Advantage plan, which that's what we see on TV, all of these ex-football players doing all these commercials all the time, talking about how great these plans are for $0 a month. They're right, they are great plans and they can have a monthly cost as low as $0 a month. The give and take there is at a lower monthly premium, you have what I like to call participation costs. Those are co-pays. You, depending on what you deal with, you'll have a flat predictable rate as opposed to, well, I'm on the hook for 20% of whatever I deal with. A Medicare Advantage strategy would allow you the comfort to say, I have a copay and I know exactly what to expect. All right, this is a great time to take a break. When we come back, we're gonna, going to learn a little bit more. If you'd like to talk to Jim personally, give him a call at Health Markets. He can be reached at 262-510-6073. With that, let's take a break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we are lucky to have Jim Larson, who works uh, with Health Markets, and he is sharing his knowledge on Medicare. And we ended the last segment talking a little bit about supplement plans versus the Advantage C plan. And I'd like to continue that conversation and learn more about the differences between those two plans. Share with us a little bit on the differences and why somebody would choose one option over the other. Sure, sure. The, the Medicare supplement plan is very, very traditional, time-tested. That's the, that's the original strategy of the insurance company comes along and fills in the blanks and essentially picks up where Medicare left off, where that 20% exposure is going to be protected by your Medicare supplement plan. So that's kind of how that works is it just fills in those gaps. The, the difference there is a Medicare supplement is only allowed to supplement Medicare. I know that sounds kind of funny, but I think it's a great way to understand what it does. A Medicare supplement plan can only supplement Medicare, which means if it's not covered by Medicare, your Medicare supplement is not going to touch it. On the other side of the coin, a Medicare Advantage plan will cover the same things that Medicare covers, but it also has the ability and the freedom to offer additional benefits outside of original Medicare's 
restrictions of inpatient, outpatient, diagnostic. And what I mean by that is Medicare Advantage plans can come with a little bit of dental, a little bit of vision, because as of right now, Medicare does nothing for vision or dental. Medicare does nothing for prescription drugs. So purchasing a Medicare Advantage plan most often will include prescription drug coverage. A lot of companies are offering vision and dental benefits. A lot of these Medicare Advantage plans also come with some other little bells and whistles that some of these football players have mentioned, like hearing aid benefits or even over-the-counter benefits where these companies will provide you with a monthly or a quarterly allowance and you can purchase even uninsured medical needs like a toothbrush or toothpaste, um, vitamin D, things like that. You can get over-the-counter based on your Medicare Advantage plan. So the give and take here, a Medicare supplement plan can have a, relatively speaking, they can have a higher monthly cost, but they can give you a very, very predictable, limited amount of exposure. So depending on what happens during that year, you know exactly what you're up against, your monthly cost plus your out-of-pocket maximum, if you will. On the contrary, the, the Medicare Advantage plan has that lower monthly premium, but it has all of these different co-pays where maybe you're seeing a primary care physician, maybe you're seeing a specialist, maybe you're seeing an orthopedic surgeon and you're finally getting that shoulder fixed. All of these co-pays have their own kind of price tag associated with them and they can add up to what's called a maximum out of pocket. That's a really important thing to, to understand about your Medicare Advantage plan is that you can have these co-pays that I, again, I like to call them utilization fees because if you're not going to the doctor, you're not paying your co-pay. But if you go to the doctor and you start to utilize your benefits, you have a little bit of participation, a little bit of skin in the game. Those little participation or utilization fees can stack up to what's called a maximum out of pocket. And right now, just uh, without, without speaking too specifically, in, uh, in Milwaukee County, there's probably 60 to 70 different options that are out there between all these carriers and different variances of their plan. And the out-of-pocket maximum on average is between four and $7,000 per year. Some people will hear that and their eyebrows will go up and say, oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. Some people will hear that and say, well, that's similar to the deductible that I've had most of my life, and I've never hit that. So it just, again, it comes down to your lifestyle, your health history, and your budget. But there's some great options out there that can help you minimize your risk and keep that retirement safe and sound. So if I decide to go with the Advantage plan, is there any time when I can say, you know what? I think a supplement plan would be more appropriate for me. Can I switch back and forth or how does that work? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for wording that exactly the way that you worded that. From a Medicare Advantage plan to a Medicare supplement plan, there's only a 12-month trial period. After those initial 12 months, if you decide at the age of 66 and a half or 
67 or whatever, if you decide that you want to switch to a Medicare supplement plan, they now have the ability to ask you questions and medically underwrite you to decide whether or not you're eligible. So if you've been on a Medicare Advantage plan for a couple of years, and all of a sudden you start to pay a lot of co-pays because your participation is going through the roof as you're seeing all these doctors. That's typically when people say, well, wait a minute, hold on. I wanna to go to one of those more expensive versions of my coverage to see if I can get quote unquote better benefits. That's a tough spot because you can potentially be declined for that application if again, if you're outside of that initial 12 month Medicare Advantage trial period. So let's, so every year um, I hear on the news, there's an enrollment period and it's always near my birthday. That's how I, I remember that. And so if one year I decide to go on the Advantage plan and the next year, if I wanna go back to supplement plan, I have to do the underwriting. It's the, not open enrollment, pick whatever you want at that point. Very close, the, very close. And, and, and again, just a, a great question because everybody has a little bit of confusion about how the open enrollment period works. So let me see, let me see if I can set the table here. The open enrollment period begins October 15th and it goes till December 7th every year. During that time period, Anybody that's currently enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan or any Medicare strategy can choose a new Medicare Advantage plan with no questions asked, guaranteed acceptance, and it will start January 1st. But the key there and the, the key words there is Medicare Advantage plan. Open enrollment is specific to Medicare Advantage. That open enrollment time period doesn't give you guaranteed eligibility into a Medicare supplement. It simply gives you the opportunity to switch to a new Medicare Advantage plan because they can change every year. If you wanna to switch to a Medicare supplement plan, if you are outside of your initial 12 months in Medicare, you will be subject to full medical underwriting, which is anywhere from a seven to 12 page application about what medications, what, you know, what surgeries are pending, how many times have you been hospitalized? Those types of things go right back into play if you're outside of that original 12 month trial period. So again, open enrollment happens during the fourth quarter every year, and it gives everybody that's on Medicare the ability to choose a new Medicare Advantage strategy with no questions asked for the first of the following year. Perfect. Thanks for clarifying that because we get that question asked often. Um, one final thing I want to ask before we take a break is when you think of the Medicare Advantage C plans it, um, and the options, what's available for you, it really depends on your zip code, right? So every different county has a different um, plan offered. Big time, big time makes a makes a huge impact on where you live. And it sounds crazy, but for, for the listeners out there in Wisconsin, Walworth County is right next to Waukesha County. They have a very different menu. They have very different options available. And the reason behind that is because of usual and customary charges. 
if you're living in Milwaukee County, the well, let's just to put it frankly, if you're living in Milwaukee County, the ambulance has so many different options of where to go. That creates an average cost of care. If you're living in Marinette County, you have very different hospitals to choose from, sometimes only a few. So those usual and customary charges can make a big difference. So based on the county that you live in, those are the plans that are available to you. Also, really important to understand, if you decide to go to your cabin, if you decide to relocate, you can change any time of year if you are actually changing that permanent address. If you're just going to the cabin for a couple of weeks, make sure you have a plan designed to handle that location as well as your home address. But if you're planning on moving to that cabin and selling the house, well, now you might have to leave the plan that you bought while you were in that house and you might be required to get a new plan based on the location of the cabin. I hope I'm explaining that appropriately. You did it perfectly. In fact, we're going to take a break and we're going to dig in and talk about those snowbirds when we return. So with that, let's take a break. Again, you can reach Jim at 262-510-6073. With that, let's take a break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And as if you've been listening, you've been hearing some great knowledge from Jim Larson at Health Markets talk about Medicare. And I wanted to touch on snowbirds because so many of our clients and our friends are snowbirds. What happens when you move to Florida for half the year and you're on an Advantage plan or a supplement plan? I, I'm assuming with the supplement plan, it might not make a difference, but share with our listeners. Yeah, the uh, I don't know why people decide to leave Wisconsin for so many months. I'm not sure what uh, what could be taking them away from shoveling their driveway. I don't know why anybody would leave, but uh, but it's a it's a it's a good question. A Medicare supplement plan has no network, so a Medicare supplement plan is no questions asked. You go wherever you want across the country as long as they're cover as long as the doctors accept Medicare. There is no network of providers. And about 93% of the physicians out there right now are taking Medicare. So again, a Medicare supplement has no network restrictions. A Medicare Advantage plan has all kinds of different little acronyms next to it. And just like you mentioned earlier during this conversation, it kind of reminds you of the old HMO style policies. There are HMO Medicare Advantage plans. And what that means is you have a very tight localized network and everything needs to be run through your primary care physician. You need referrals typically. And if you are out of network, which maybe you're out of state, maybe you're out of the county, maybe you're on the wrong side of the street. But if you are out of network, you are out of luck and you don't have any benefits at all. Now that's specific to an HMO Medicare Advantage plan. Medicare Advantage plans can also be PPO plans, which stands for Preferred Provider Organization, also real common in the health insurance world. What this means is you can be in or out of network and still have support 
from your insurance company. If you're in the network, you get the best possible rates and discounts because you're functioning within the clubhouse, I like to say. But if you do go out of network, the insurance company, they, they don't leave you high and dry. They simply give you slightly higher co-pays, slightly higher out-of-pocket maximums. But they're still there to help you because you have a PPO plan. So there's a lot of other acronyms for Medicare Advantage plans. POS is point of sale. Uh, PFFS, MA only. Uh, there's all kinds of different Medicare Advantage plans available, but HMO and PPO are the two most common. And I've got a lot of clients that spend a lot of time outside of Wisconsin and they take advantage of their PPO in order to have nationwide coverage. Of course, I've got a lot of clients that have decided on the Medicare supplement strategy as well because it's real easy to just not have to wonder, am I gonna be in network or out of network? On a PPO, I don't have to ask permission, but I wanna know if this is gonna be a $40 copay or an $80 copay or whatever the difference may be. So a couple of differences there when it comes to traveling. Uh, you can use either one of those strategies and be very, very well covered traveling as long as you, again, are working with a licensed agent and asking questions, don't be shy. So when you think about even travel abroad, does the Medicare Advantage C plan cover any travel abroad? Some of them do, some of them don't. Uh, original Medicare, just A and B by itself, covers only in the United States. Medicare Advantage plans and some Medicare supplement plans can include a rider for optional international care. Medicare Advantage plans can have it built right in, but important to ask the question, if you are planning that trip, if you are gonna be doing some globe trotting, really important to understand what your coverage is gonna do outside the United States. Also really important to understand that there is traveler's insurance available if you wanna be absolutely positive that you have coverage while you are exploring the rest of the globe. And this is one of the benefits of working with somebody like you, because you can ask all the specific unique aspects of your own life and your own retirement journeys to make certain that you're covered, depending on what your retirement vision looks like. Um, and you touched a little bit about, um, you know, all the additional Medicare options. And having uh, prepared for this um, show today, you know, I learned a little bit about some indemnity plans and programs. Can you um, share some knowledge on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, outside of Medi Look, let me start. Let me start that over with with Medicare. What we've been talking about is how to limit your exposure. We've been talking about how to reduce the cost if you do end up in the hospital, if you do end up seeing a doctor. How do you minimize those expenses? The reality of that is, is we're talking about insurance products to make sure that the doctors and the hospitals are protected from our inability to pay their massive inflated bills. So here we are talking about all these different strategies to protect the doctors, to protect the hospitals, because obviously we would be facing financial hardship if we had to pay those things 
by ourselves. But what's growing and what's increasing in popularity are these indemnity benefits that instead of paying our medical bills, they pay us. They pay us directly. And these are very, very powerful pieces of the strategy for things like cancer, stroke, heart attack, hospitalizations. You will have co-pays. You'll have some level of expense. And you could have some things that simply aren't covered by Medicare. Whether you want to go after alternative treatment or whether you want to see a different specialist that maybe in Germany, indemnity benefits come into play. And what they are, is there a specific personal policy that pays the insured individual cash directly? So instead of having a bill that limits my exposure, if I get diagnosed with cancer, I have a cancer policy that simply says, Jim, I'm sorry to hear that you've been diagnosed with cancer. Here's $80,000 in tax-free cash. If you want to use that to pay towards your mortgage, if you want to use that to take people to Disneyland, or if you want to pay your medications, here's $80,000 in cash to help you focus on you. Maybe it's protecting lost income. Maybe you, I tell people every day, if you want to use it to buy ice cream, you go right ahead. But that's just one example of an indemnity benefit. And you can get them at any dollar amount and you can get them specific to accidents or illnesses, things like that. But very important to understand getting insurance for yourself as well as getting insurance for those doctors and hospitals. Perfect. With that, I want to thank you, Jim, for your time. And anybody who wants to reach out to him, again, 262-510-6073. With that, I want to remind everybody that Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 and on Sundays from 12 to 1. If you liked today's show and want to learn more, please visit our website at www.ellenbecker.com or give us a call at 262-691-3200. As always, I hope I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.